We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is Kits and Wagers. I'm Adam Zadroik, joined by Chris Owen. We're talking game week 22 in the Premier League. We're back after a nice little nice little break. Uh, there's FA Cup. Chris, did you catch the, the Liverpool-Brighton FA Cup match? Was that Sunday? Yeah, it was, it was Sunday. I actually did not catch that game. It was at 5.30 local for me. Um, I, I also like had a pretty bad feeling about it, and uh, luckily... And then so I, I did wake up to catch like the last like whatever it was maybe seventieth minute it was tied up I was like ah oh, you know maybe I'll pop it on I was like but I was in bed so I didn't just out of <laughs> out of respect for my my bunk mate um, but uh, yeah so I was like hey, I'm gonna keep this game off so she so she doesn't get pissed off at me um, and then yeah luckily they lost I didn't because they lost so yeah I did not were, li- were Liverpool actually favored in that. Uh, I don't know. They I, probably they, it was it was a way, uh, but I don't know. I didn't ever look at the odds for it. I just I yeah. Like, I remember we talked about the one in league play where it's like there's there's disrespect on Brighton here. I think yeah. Liverpool were still like minus minus one ten or something to win at Brighton. I think that was a three nil result or whatever it was. And we're just yeah. like uh, these odds are incorrect. But uh, but yeah. now we, we got we're back in the Premier League. So since since we talked, there's been there's been a lot of transfers. I think almost every team but Everton has transferred, and Everton transferred in a new manager. So there's that. We're not talking about Everton, uh, though. Unfortunately, no Sean Dyche is back in the Premier League. Uh, we're not talking about them though. Um, but yeah, every team, uh, as you can see if you're watching on YouTube or Twitter. Brentford, Southampton, Newcastle, West Ham, Tottenham, Man City, all these teams have made some kind of transfer in the past few days. Um, so I, let's just get into it here with it, with this first one. So Brentford, Southampton. Actually, while we're at it, we got our records pulled up. Chris, two games above 500. I'm sitting at 36 and 18. Most importantly, our team parlay has hit four straight. As you'll see later in the show, we're up more than $600 on the team parlay and here's the records you can find these hidden somewhere on the website but uh so this first match we're getting into brentford home against southampton and uh we do i just want to note 
I want to know Adam's record, 36 and 18. That's impressive. It's been good all year. You know, the guy's been on a, a collective heater, so good for him. And I was a few – I've been a little bit below 500 all season, so somehow clawed my way back to two over 500. And we're just going to keep it going here. There's been a, a fair bit of success last maybe month and a half on this podcast. Uh, so let's I just – I think for you, two of the last three weeks, I think I've had losing weeks. Okay, well <laughs> – <laughs> So All you right, can well, imagine they, what my record used to be. So a body of work for for Adam there, you know, and uh, yeah, somehow I've just been throwing uh, darts out of board, and they've been hitting stuff. So yeah, I want to say I was like thirty three and thirteen, which is you know twenty games above five hundred there. So oh yeah, so don't listen to Adam this week, whatever. <laughs> oh no, you're gonna want to listen to me. I'm ch- I changed okay. up my strategy. Uh, I said this was kits and wagers. But it's corners and wagers, and I hope you're ready for the bets okay. that I got for this show. So nice. this first game, this first game though, Saturday, I think it's in the the usual 10 a.m. Eastern slot. We got Brentford home against Southampton. Brentford minus 115 to win. Southampton plus 320 draw plus two, 265 over two and a half goals plus 100 under two and a half goals minus 120. So there's a few transfers. I don't think there's going to be a ton of changes for these teams. I believe Brentford had the full two weeks off. Southampton just played on Tuesday in the EFL Carabao Cup. Uh, they lost that one. But uh, Brentford, I think they had the full two weeks off because they they lost their, their previous FA Cup match. I'm just doing all this based off of memory here. But I don't think we're going to see... New players for either of these teams. Carlos Alcaraz was already on their team two weeks ago. Um, I think he'll he'll be in there. We'll see. Southampton are still figuring out their formation under Nathan Jones. Brentford have kind of favored three center backs, kind of kind of a thing uh, in recent matches. But all right. So with that said, uh, Brentford at home. We're, we're just going. We're taking that route. That seems like a, a good good route of the past. I don't know this season. I guess. Yeah, definitely. That's where my head is at. I'm going to keep it really simple this week and just go Brentford money line. Last night when I looked, it was, what did I put down? Minus 110 uh, Brentford money line. I think you mentioned that it's gone up to minus 115 or gone down, depending on how you're looking at it. But uh, yeah, for mostly a couple of reasons here, Brentford just a better side. Southampton are coming off kind of a a little bit of a gut-wrenching week, I guess. They dropped out of the League Cup. They had made the semis. They dropped out. It was 2-1 against Southampton. I believe that was Tuesday. So, that you know, they were on a rare a rare feat for Southampton, competing on two different f- fronts there. Um, so, I think they're coming off kind of a, a tough week there in, um, in terms of matches played. And they have been struggling in the Premier League. And uh, when you look at Brentford's home form um, in, let's see, they have, uh, they've been one of the better sides uh, from, uh, let's see. Oh, the, yes, yeah, so their top six side at home. Um, of their 30 points, 19 have been gained at home. Meanwhile, Southampton, not particularly good. They're not they're not great away from home, but they, they're, uh, they're definitely a little bit uh, worse off. I'm sorry. They, they've actually gained a few more points away, but they're, they're still on the bottom tier side away. So I just think that Brentford, given that they're much better at home than they are away, and they're, I mean, straight up a better team. I'm just going to go with them. Moneyline, keep it pretty simple here. 
Yeah, there was there's a time where recent matches, a couple. I mean, this was a couple weeks ago when Southampton. You know, we know they they beat Manchester City uh, in in a weird match that I don't think anyone can kind of explain at this point after after how Southampton kind of looked against Newcastle in, in the semifinals of the yeah. EFL Cup. But they had those three straight wins: Crystal Palace. At Crystal Palace, they won 2-1. That one, it seemed kind of fluky. Then they beat Manchester City. And then they beat Everton, and we know about Everton. So they have these weird results where, it, I mean, if you look at the underlying numbers, it seems like they're kind of being outplayed, and then they, they just find the goals somehow. Um, it, it They're just kind of hard to project because you also don't know how they're going to line up. Nathan Jones kind of changes up his formation Every match, he's moving Ward Prowse into more of an attacking role. That kind of changed against Newcastle after they they went down a goal early or midweek. But I believe Southampton have played three matches since the last time Brentford had played. So that, I think that's yeah. pretty relevant here. I mean, we'll see what the rotation looks like. But I'm, I'm taking a corner bet here. And as I said, corners and wagers. And Brentford in home matches, they usually come out attacking. And they haven't played in a couple weeks. So there's there's another motivation factor. It's like, okay, we've been off. Uh, we've been watching all these other teams play in the FA Cup. So maybe they're, they're kind of ticked off because they want to be in the FA Cup kind of a thing. And then you throw in Southampton, who seem like they're outplayed in every match, even if they've steal three points here and there. Um, but it, only in the first half. You just need Brentford to have more corners in Southampton. And it's minus 120. I think this one's pretty easy. Uh I may consider parlaying it with the money line kind of a thing. I just think Brentford are going to be on the attack early and they're going to get corners. I wouldn't be surprised if it was like Brentford five corners to one corner in the first half or something. Nice. Good to see corners and wagers back here, you know, keeping the, uh, the lifeline, the, the lifeblood of this podcast gone. Lifeblood. Lifeblood. Yeah. And, so, and in some cases, it, cases it is a lifeline. <laughs> Okay. Um, but yeah, yeah, Brentford have the you know the two weeks off, and Southampton playing three games in that two weeks is definitely a factor. I'm interested. It doesn't look like there's too many Southampton dealing with a couple more injuries. Uh, a couple guys questionable that might would Jenepo and Armstrong who would maybe potentially play a role, but no one, no nah. one big like uh, like James Ward Prowse or you know any of their their studs. Yeah, I mean, I, I will say like Alcaraz and uh, Lavia, two central midfielders that seem like pretty good options. I think that's eventually going to help them. But, mm-hmm. and I know they added some attackers as well, Sulemana and Onuachu. And, but I mean, like, are these guys better than the Adozis and, and Sekumaras that they already added over the summer? Like, how much are these guys going to help? It just seems like they're adding depth of, guys kind of playing on the same level i'll say but it kind of feels like the odds are like this has already moved from one minus 110 to minus 115 i wouldn't be surprised if it kept moving in brentford's favor just because it seems kind of off um like southampton are bottom of the table i I, and brentford have been playing pretty well since the break i wouldn't be surprised if this was like minus 130 just because brentford it seems like they're gonna continue to get money that's it that's at least what I'm thinking here. Yeah, that's interesting. This match also pretty one of the lower implied totals of like 2.72. So not a ton of goals, but 
not like another game we're going to talk about. So shouldn't be. I feel like the Southampton, you know, they're always gonna, they're going to buy for a pound and sell for five pounds. You know, like that's for some of the players they're bringing in. So yeah, like game breakers, but they might develop them. And they might just get a little more playing time. Yeah, you can see. Also of note, Kyle Walker Peters actually picked up some kind of hamstring issue uh, midweek, so there's a chance he doesn't start. So if, if that happens, then there's another question there on their back line. And, and when he's not in there, things definitely do change for him. But of, of the line movement here, we can see Southampton used to be plus 285, and now they're plus 320 to win. But the Brentford money line hasn't actually moved. So for some reason, they're becoming Southampton are becoming bigger underdogs but the money line, uh, the minus 115, minus 110 range really hasn't moved. So that's pretty interesting there. All right. So the next match we got, Newcastle. Another team that has had a bunch of matches because Newcastle played Southampton in the EFL Cup. Newcastle are at home against West Ham. Uh, of note, Bruno Gumares suspended for three matches. Kind of a dumb red card. Uh, Newcastle were already up, I think, two or three goals in that in that tie in the FL Cup, EFL Cup, and then he got the red card. So he's going to be out in this one. We'll see how they line up. Um, Newcastle are minus 155 to beat West Ham. West Ham plus 475, uh, plus 285 on the draw. And then for the over-under, we got over 2.5 goals, plus 110. Under 2.5 goals, minus 135. So Newcastle, famously, they don't like to switch up their lineup. They did add... Eddie Howe doesn't like to rotate much. They added Anthony Gordon, probably the one of the bigger ones in the Premier League, move on from Everton. Yeah. Um, may, I, I don't think he's going to be an option to start. We'll see. I mean, he could technically start on the left wing over like a St. Maximin, and then Joel Linton moves into the midfield kind of a thing. We'll see. But what are your thoughts on this match? Newcastle at home has been pretty, pretty consistent, pretty good, pretty dominant. So what do you think? Yeah, I mean, first impression here is Newcastle um, playing at home where they've been one of the better teams in the Premier League. I think they've been, let's see, uh, at home, they've gained the third most points, on, well, tied for third with Manchester United, just below City and Arsenal. So, I mean, they've been just like a machine at home in, in, in terms of gathering points. Uh, meanwhile, you look over at West Ham, who are really struggling all season. Um, they've got five points from eight to five points from 10 matches away from home. So, you know, that you look at that and you're like, man, it seems like a pretty safe bet. Um, I didn't, what the money line is what they're minus 145. So a little bit out of our range in terms of what we would bet on money line. But if you're into that, um, Newcastle seems like a pretty good bet at, at uh, there. But other than that, i kind of looking back at some of the, the past few matches uh, there's been a lot of goals between these two these two teams, at least in the past two seasons. I mean, last the the, the most recent one was one one, but then it was four two three two, two zero two two three two. That's dating back to 2019. So, you know, what is that? Five of the seven matches have been over two and a half goals. So at first, you know, the the over two and a half goals is kind of intriguing, and that's plus one hundred five. That was last night. I don't know what if it's updated much, but that's interesting. And then um, you can look at Newcastle, who have actually scored, uh, aside from the most recent match, they've scored two goals in every game uh, in the past in the past six or seven matches. And that's uh, 
Newcastle team total goals, you get over one and a half at minus one twenty. So that's also intriguing. Um, and that's just that's just like okay, there's going to be goals in this match. Let's think about it. Let's think of all the ways that we can do that. And then, but I'm gonna the one that I'm gonna go with is actually uh, both teams to score plus one hundred five. Uh, as I read off those scores in the past seven matches, you know, six of those have had where both teams have scored. Um, I'm, I'm straying away from the both teams to score, no, you know, no draw type of deal. I just want to see them both put a uh, goal in the back of the net here. And I think it should happen. And though the, my one worry is new is West Ham. They haven't been great from an attacking perspective, but I just think, you know, yeah, you went through those stats, you went through the stats. Yeah, Newcastle yeah. have given up five goals at home, and West Ham have scored six away. You're confident in this one? I mean, like I mentioned in the in the, the previous matches here, there's been a lot of goals, so I don't. Yeah, where but is, where's this change? I mean, yes, we, we can go a little more recent, and maybe maybe it's like we might see less than those from that from that perspective. But these two teams get together and we see goals, so it's more of a historical basis. Basis. Right, I'll, I'll let you have it. I'll let you have it. So, I mean, but yeah, yeah, Rudy, you know, you can uh, talk your way out of it too, but yeah. I think, uh, yeah, if you don't like the both teams to score, I offer two other bets that are, I think, just as good, and that's the over two and a half, which was plus 105. So then you don't have to depend on West Ham to score. You can depend on uh, Newcastle bagging three goals. Would um, you? I guess you're going both teams to score. I was going to ask if you'd, if you'd like Newcastle to win with a clean sheet at all. But I would say no, considering I considering got both teams to score plus one five. One on soft shot on the screen right now. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, and then like I said, the new t- Newcastle team. I would take the team goals over one and a half. I like that one though. I like that yeah. One. So then you don't have to depend on the clean sheet, but you could at least depend on them getting two goals, which I, isn't out of the realm of possibilities. So uh, yeah, there's three bets right there. The one on the screen, the one that I'm riding with, is the both teams to score uh, plus one five. Yeah, uh, West Ham, I, I kind of said it about Southampton. West Ham are kind of, I mean, both teams are, are battling near the bottom of the table, but uh, David Moyes is, is trying to to tweak things. He's played with three center backs the last couple matches, and that's resulted in some injuries. So Kurt Zuma has a new injury. He's always injured. I think they only have three healthy center backs, depending if you want to say Ben Johnson's a center back. But Craig Dawson is now uh, – Somewhere else. I think he's Wolverhampton, I want to say. Uh, Craig Dawson's gone. So they're pretty thin on the back line. They've been bad away from home all season. Newcastle, kind of a team like Brentford, who first halves, maybe full games even, they're, they're kind of just dominant. They kind of just like, what, put put their uh, foot on the opponent's throat early and they don't release it in their home games. And that's kind of what my bet is based off of. Corners and wagers here. So we got Newcastle. I'll, I'll explain this one here. Um, I think I had something similar to this before, but we got minus 1.25 corners in the first half. That's minus 110. So Newcastle, I think similar situation to the Brentford game. I think they're just going to have, a, they're going to be on the front foot early. They're going to get there's early corners. And so for this bet, minus 1.25. If Newcastle have one corner more than West Ham in the first half, this bet is a push. But if they have two or more corners in West Ham, you win this bet. So that that's kind of what it means. If it was minus one point five, uh, the one corner would not uh, would not be a push. Um, so last night when I looked at the odds, it was minus one, 
at minus 130 odds. So I assumed more people were betting on this bet and it moved it to like minus 140 to that point. These odds are from DraftKings. They moved it to minus 1.25 and that's where this bet is coming from. So there you go. What do you think about it? Two back-to-back first-half corner bets here. Yeah. Not only are we on back-to-back corner bets, but we're on back-to-back first-half corner bets. So there's layers to this. There's, you know... It's, it's you're doing the the hard yards for our listeners here. You're you're really you're not thinking about the whole game. You're just really honing in on one one particular a chance. There may be some more first half corner bets. Uh, okay, I, well I remember I mean, correctly. <laughs> well, I mean, without further ado, then like let's, <laughs> let's get into it. <laughs> All right, so we got Tottenham home against Manchester City. Uh, Tottenham plus 340 to win, Manchester City minus 140. The draw is plus 310. And looking at those odds, it's been kind of up and down. Nothing has really changed, even though these teams, we just talked about this match uh, in the reverse, that 4-2 result. I'm not, I don't think either of us got the the bet there. I I can't remember though. Um, But yeah. 4-2 result. I think, yeah. I, I think I missed on that. Okay. Yeah, I probably took a corner bet in that one as well. <laughs> but uh, they're expecting goals as usual. Over two and a half is minus 160. Over three and a half is plus 150. Uh, if you're thinking under, under two and a half is plus 125. Seems like a tough number to take. But so the first meeting uh, two month, uh, two weeks ago, Tottenham went up a couple goals, I believe, right at the end of the first half. And then Manchester City stop messing around and they scored four goals in the second half. How do you it think was, this goes down in Tottenham? It was classic city fashion. You know, they were just playing with their food a little bit, you know, making, cutting it up, making it look cool, you know, maybe moving the peas around the plate. And then, you know, Tottenham all of a sudden up two goals and then, Oh, I guess we're moving Manchester the peas around put, the plate. Let's put uh let's put four goals up in the second half and, and uh, get away with our, our uh, three points. But yeah, yeah. Interesting to hear. Because Tottenham won both of these matches last last year, so it's like I was peeking around pretty much all over for uh, for Man City odds where I could take them in something that would like that I felt confident in, and the odds were good enough for me to take. But like their City are always just such high favorites that it's tough to find the specific bets that you want. So I I honestly couldn't find them, even though I I think they have a good chance to to win this or to to do well but all that said you look at i was looking at the, the again looking at the previous matches and in the in the uh, past 11 matches the home team has won nine times drawn once and lost once so tottenham playing at home here you're thinking should i take them and i looked even further back in three of the last 14 matches only or only three times the last 14 matches has the away team actually won otherwise it's all the home team or a draw so that being said, the, <clears throat> the only place I'm getting good odds is for Tottenham somehow at home. Our, our, uh, their double chance, which is win or draw, is plus 110. I'm not particularly confident in Tottenham, but just looking at that, the amount of times that the home team has at least taken a point off this matchup, it's like you might as well, even though like at first I'm like, I look at I look at this match, I'm thinking Man City all the way. But I just I couldn't find anything from a City perspective that was like, all right, this is a good bet. Let's ride with this one. So I'm, I'm just going to go back to the, the what the numbers are telling me. 
Yeah. What do you, I mean, do you feel differently about this? I, I mean, I, I really want to find ways to take city, but I just, it was, it was tough getting, digging into those. Uh, this one probably took the longest for me to figure yeah. out, to find what I actually wanted to do. Um, I think at this point I was already sold on having four corner bets in this show. Uh, <laughs> so I went to there. But okay. would you like, did you look at the goal scoring odds at all? Like, did you look at Kane plus 160, Sun yeah. plus 320? Like, those aren't terrible if yeah. you think, if you think Tottenham can score. So, yeah, I did peek at those two because I was trying to look at like a Holland bet maybe. Um, but there was nothing, it didn't necessarily like pop out to me as the, as a better bet than this double chance. Like, Kane to have two or more shots on target plus 175 as well. Uh, I mean, you have stuff like that. Really, when you're looking at shots and stuff, it's not – you can't find good odds for Manchester City really ever. De Bruyne assist is plus 175. So, I mean, you could take a route. Would you? What about, like, over three and a half, over four and a half, just thinking a lot of goals? Or I, let's just look at these teams here. So, Cancelo's gone for Manchester City. How do you think – crazy move, by the way. <laughs> yeah, how do you think like Manchester City have been kind of up and down? They haven't really looked, I don't know, at dominant in dominant form really since the World Cup break. And I know they just beat Arsenal. Uh, but I mean that was that was a cup match where I don't think their either team had their full strength squads in there. Um and even in that match still wasn't like they dominated Arsenal. It's a pretty even game. Um but I mean, what do you think of just like they haven't had much success in this certain matchup in recent seasons. And I wouldn't say they're actually playing that well. And then Tottenham, Tottenham had some pieces, but I think the most important part, so Benton Kerr returned from his injury. The first game he returned from his injury was that Manchester City game that happened two weeks ago. So maybe he's a little more fit. So maybe Tottenham a little more for full strength. We could see Pedro Porro in the starting 11 for them instead of Emerson. That would be pretty interesting, but um, like, do you think with the way Manchester City are playing that I don't I don't know what I'm trying to get at, but it just doesn't feel like Manchester City are you know 100 percent awesome at their full level right now. So that's kind of why I'd rather bet on Tottenham, which is what you're doing. I guess that's kind of what your thought your thought well, is, which is why you're my, betting that. My thought is. I thought is I just couldn't find a good bet on Man City. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's really it. But yeah, I mean, the I think the Cancelo move was a particularly interesting because like he's seen as one of the in the Premier League one of the best outside backs. So uh, Pat must have I don't know whether it was personal, whether it was like a professional thing where he didn't he didn't maybe love living in Manchester. Or, I don't I don't know. That was a weird, really weird move for me, just considering his quality. And they must have a lot of belief in Rico Lewis, but. That one was weird, and then yeah, I mean they're coming off that one zero victory over Arsenal, which is that's a that's a big win. Even I mean the there was a couple players missing from each starting eleven that would typically start, but outside of that, like they were they're pretty full strength sides. Um, I think City sat Ederson, which was really the the most noteworthy for them. But otherwise, Holland started, Kevin De Bruyne started, all of them started. Um, so yeah, I don't I don't know. Tottenham getting uh, Benton Curry back is big especially in that battle of the midfield where it's like, you know, City are going to probably try to outpossess them for a while. But, yeah, in Tottenham, we have the full – we got, you know, we got Kane, Kulishevsky, 
and Sun up top. And then they, yeah. So this is probably their Tottenham's full strength lineup. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I, I mean, slight worries about City, but every time I start to worry about them, then they start winning games. So uh, I, I just think I would stray away from money line, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm on, just, I'm on the, the double chance for a reason. And that's just looking at the, the way the home teams have, have performed in the past. Yeah, uh, so for my bet, another corner bet, another first-half corner bet. Uh, I had This one is, is kind of difficult. So the last match they played, I think Manchester City had seven corners in the first half. Uh, but Tottenham are home and pretty much full strength, as Chris just said. I was considering the over four-and-a-half in the first half, but, uh, I mean, there are parts of this to Manchester City being away to where I, I feel a little more comfortable with that. With this one, it is minus 130, so not the best odds. But, uh, again, I, I looked a long time, probably too long, uh, to f- figure out what I wanted to do with this one. But we got Tottenham plus one corners in the first half. That's minus 130. Um, I, I think it just goes back to what we were saying. I, I don't think Manchester City are just like a team that's in the first half. They come out just like full on, just smashing teams kind of a thing. And, I know this match, how this match is going to go. Manchester City are going to have a ton of possession, um, but is that going to result in corners uh, away from home in, in this matchup? I don't think so. A um, couple weeks ago, Tottenham were home to Arsenal. Uh, they, I think they gave up an early goal. They, they kind of got dominated, uh, lost that one 2-0. In that first half, Tottenham had four corners to three for Arsenal. Again, that's just a, a random result. doesn't really mean anything, but – Kind of stood out to me, and I think that's something that can happen here because Tottenham are home. They usually get – they will get opportunities in the first half off the counter, and a lot of times that's – you know, that that's a deflection from the goalie. That's a deflection from someone. It results in a corner. So let's take this one, Tottenham plus one corners, in the first half at minus 130. So there you go. I think that's the longest we've talked about one game this season. Do you have any other thoughts on it? Uh, I'm pumped that it's the late game on Sunday. Uh, because, you know, then I can watch it. It's 8.30 a.m. my time. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to, you know, pulling up the big – pulling up the couch, sitting on that and watching this game because it's, it seems like it's always pretty electric. Yeah, it will be fun. We have a double game week in case you play fantasy sports. We got a double game week. Manchester United and Leeds United play Wednesday, I want to say. So we got 11 games technically – but yeah, that uh, that Tottenham Manchester City game is the final one of the weekend. So uh, as you can see here, I got the cheat sheet pulled up. If you have questions about how to get that cheat sheet, just uh, just ask ask us on Twitter. We'll we'll, we'll tell you, or I'll tell you right now. Rotowire.com slash soccer trial, free two day trial, and you can get that. But here are the odds for the uh, the other matches. Brighton are the biggest favorite. They're home against Bournemouth. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, 
So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So our team parlay here. I'm a, I'm a, what am I trying to say? I don't know. Our team parlay is one four straight up $662 on $100 bets. And we got a special one. We got a special one for this Wolverhampton Liverpool match. We got Liverpool. We can see on this sheet, 50% chance to win at, at Wolverhampton and Wolverhampton are down here. 25% chance. Chris, this is your team Liverpool. You went against them two weeks ago. Uh, and it hits, I believe it might've might been that Brighton match. I, I can't even remember, but so what are your thoughts uh, on Liverpool right now coming out of coming out of the cup, coming out of the transfer market? What, what are your thoughts on Liverpool right now? Um, of note, uh, Nunez is healthy. I think he's going to start this one. So uh, away to Wolverhampton. What do you got? Yeah. <clears throat> I got a lot of thoughts on this particular, this, this club, Liverpool football club, they, they're just struggling. It's from going back from last season where they're, you know, playing max games. They're competing on all fronts. They're in three different cup finals to this year where it's like, oh, we're heading to Wolves. We might drop the points here again. Uh, that's kind of where I'm at. So <clears throat> that said, I mean, it, it does help that Nunez, it does help that Nunez is back. Cody <clears throat> Gakpo has not been really. <clears throat> he hasn't impressed me at all since coming over. He's been honestly pretty. He's uh, adjusting, let's just say that. So I wouldn't mind see, seeing him drop back to the bench. The only, like, intriguing thing for me about Liverpool right now is, like, they're, they've – because their midfield is such trash, you know, it's so – like, the depth is trash. There's a couple good players in there. But they played had to play a, a Stefan Bacic, I think, um, in, as, like, a Fabinho kind of type of role as a holding midfield. And so that – you know, it's like play the young players if you're, if you're going to be garbage in the middle. Uh, so that's been interesting. But, yeah, I think they'll probably go – I mean, Nunez, we have Nunez, Sala, and Gakpo uh, in attack. I, I wouldn't mind Gakpo maybe coming off the bench or something like that. But, uh, yeah, other than that, you know, going to Wolves never easy for most teams. And I don't feel confident in Liverpool. I do, uh, so I'm, I'm totally straying away from that one. And, and for this parlay, I'm just kind of – it's been a little bit varied in, in terms of results. But they played – uh, a few matches. The, the most recent one was a 1-0 in the FA Cup. That was a replay from a 2-2 match that they barely got away with. So I, I do think that the Wolves are probably going to pack it in here. And you said that they added Craig Dawson, which is an interesting add, Just but he really fits their uh, he fits their defensive profile. Yeah. Uh, just a big center back, going to win it, balls out of the air. Uh, maybe not dis- dis- distribute the ball super well. But yeah, so Anyways, all that, all that to say, I don't. Liverpool aren't scoring, are not scoring a ton of goals. They had the attacks looked like a shell of itself. So I'm going to go under two and a half goals, plus 100. It, it was plus 100 last night. I don't know if that's changed at all, but um, that's, yeah, that's what I got to go with this week. And yet, yeah, no confidence at all in this team. 
Are so. you worried at all that Kanate's out, so their defense will have probably Gomez and Mati back there at center back? Adam, absolutely, I'm worried about that. Uh, Joe Gomez, I, whenever we can sell him, let's do it. I, you know, I, I love Joe Gomez. He was a part of that uh, title winning team. Him and Van Dyke were immaculate in the back line, but since then he's only gone downhill. So yeah, I don't know. I definitely some worries. Hopefully, a big Joel Matip can uh, pull it together, but uh, my confidence is extremely low. And you know, there, were, I was on Twitter. There were some shouts of putting Trent Alexander Arnold in the midfield. Uh, it's like, wow, we've really, we're really get hit, getting close to rock bottom right here for us. So. All right, let me put this on the screen here. I got it. Oh, I got another corners bet. Hey, what what do go. you know? Um, so yeah, I was I was between this one. So I got Wolver, I got Wolves Liverpool under four and a half corners in the first half. That's minus one twenty. Combined with Chris's under two and a half goals at plus one ten. I did this on DraftKings as a same game parlay. It's plus two sixty five odds. So there you go. I'm taking that match. My other consideration was Wolverhampton. Uh, plus half of a corner in in the uh, first half because I think that like we mentioned the the midfield problems we mentioned the center backs I think Wolves are eventually going to come around under Lopetegui I don't uh, they have been playing slightly better than they did earlier in the season though it hasn't really led to positive results I think their last league game was against Manchester City so hard to Hard to kind of look at that one, but they added some guys, uh, as you can see in the projected 11, like we could see Sarabia start, we could see Matthias Cunha start, we could see Mario Lamina start, and then they added, as you said, Craig Dawson, um, Joe, Joe Gomez, some guy from Flamengo, never seen him play, but supposed to be supposed to be a good uh, central midfielder. So we got, we got a, a transformation, I'll, I'll say, for Wolverhampton. And then you combine that with just Liverpool's struggles and injuries and no reinforcements at all. Right. I, th- Paco, but. I think the uh, like a double chance for Wolverhampton. I think both yeah. of us would like that one. Yep. Um, I'm unsure in the odds. Yeah, but, I think uh, uh, they're, they're minus 110 plus half goal. I don't know what the. Um, I don't know. I didn't see what the. Uh, Double chance was it looks like they are yeah minus one ten so yeah so same same thing there if you like that go with that they're playing at home as we know so yeah yeah but I just think it's gonna be like the, the past I don't know month of Liverpool games has been kind of ugly it's this isn't the same Liverpool team that's kind of they're getting a ton of opportunities they're attacking a bunch they're dominating the midfield or something like Fabinho comes in there and he's almost incompetent uh, that's why. That's why, that's why he's not starting anymore. Yeah. Um, so, and then you throw that without the without Wolves play, and I just think it's just going to be a kind of. I don't think much is going to happen in the first half. If anything, I think Wolves might get more corners. Um, so, there yeah, you go. The attack is inept. The midfield is has no muscle, no engine, and the defense they got no Van Dyke, no Kanate. So, yeah, tough to. Tough to uh, feel good, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna go for a long walk. <laughs> all right, so that's that's all we got here. So we got Brentford, Southampton. We Any got, other matches you're looking forward to? 
I mean, we got a few. We got some good ones here, but I'm looking forward to all of them. That's <laughs> how I live. Yeah, I still got to write my betting article. Uh, once that, if you're if you're looking for more bets, I will have all completely new bets on my article. But as I said, like this is a smash spot for Brighton home against Bournemouth. Uh, mm-hmm. That's one to consider. Um, may consider like the under in this Manchester United Crystal Palace match. Be interesting to see what uh, Everton Sean Dyche look like. I assume they're just gonna just roll with the four four two, the classic Sean Dyche immediately plug Dwight McNeil, uh, former yep. former friends at Burnley. I figure that will happen. So. Um, I don't know. Is anything else stand out to you? There's not like big matchups or anything, but I mean, Villa against Leicester, Forest against Leeds, like some some intriguing things. I think that, but nothing nothing big. Um, I guess Chelsea are home against Fulham on Friday, so Chelsea are getting some guys back from injury, and and they're also getting some guys in the transfer market. Uh, we'll see what that starting eleven looks like. I think uh, that's going to be Grand Potter's going to have a decision to make basically every game uh, for Chelsea starting 11. So that one will be fun. Yeah. Your grand Potter, you feel both confidence and maybe some fear. <laughs> They've just like sunk 500 million pounds. Into the <laughs> yeah. Join. If like, Chelsea, uh, if they don't finish top four, top six, like he's going to be gone because they spent so much money. Right. Yeah. Right. Todd bully has bad, loads of cash apparently, but yeah, this one will be interesting, especially like, I mean, Fulham, playing probably what most people would say above grade, you know, above what we expected. Chelsea have like brought in what five players this window, four players. I don't know. Uh, Betashell, uh, Mudrick, and then they brought in Enzo. That outside back. Uh, yeah. And yeah, they I mean, I think it's been six players actually. Wow. Yeah. So there's anyway. a couple like uh, guys from Lyon, uh, that just I don't think are going to get time, but yeah. I, we'll, we'll see if they get time. Um, this is, aside from this, this match is in the perfect time window for a Friday afternoon, uh, you know, maybe finishing up the day of work, uh, pop this one on in the background, grab a pint. Yeah, Potter had his press conference uh, earlier today, and Chilwell, Reese James, Sterling, all will be options. So you throw you throw that into the mix with, well, Joao Felix is still suspended, but he won't be suspended after this game. Mudrick, Enzo Fernandez. So you have all you have all these guys that Potter basically has twenty guys, more than twenty guys who could start on most other teams in the league. And if they don't start winning games, he's unfortunately going to be gone because when you spend this much money, you got to win. So. I think those are the rules. Yeah, they're gonna. We yeah. we also ignored the the ZH situation where. Yeah. I don't know how much of this is true, but they tried three times to to get him to PSG, and they had like incorrect paperwork, didn't submit on time. So ZH is now is still there. So that adds to it. It's like what's going on. Yeah, their forward depth chart is crazy. Kai Havertz, ZH, uh, Jao Felix, Raheem Sterling. Aubameyang, like, is Aubameyang <laughs> even going to make the match day squad? Like, does he get no, up? he's not. And then David Fofana. And then I'm even surprised out, he's still on the team, actually. Yeah, even outside of that, they have, you know, Mason, then you go midfield Mason Mount. And Enzo Fernandez, we're just forgetting about that, basically. But Ruben Loftus-Cheek, Mudrick, uh, Lewis, yeah, 
it's Connor Gallagher. Like, is he going to see the light of day anymore? It's I, I'm probably not. The Gallagher project is just so disappointing for me because he was so fun to watch at Palace. Like, he'd press the the heck out of any team, and he just like transformed that Palace team. I thought, and he just like not even seen significant minutes at Chelsea after such. A yeah. I mean, there's rumors of him actually signing at Palace, but I guess that just didn't happen. So yeah, I I hope he gets a move in the summer, but that's just me. All right, that's all we got. Um, if you didn't hear our bets, well, you're gonna have to listen to the show again. So there you go. But you can find Chris at C H R O N eight on Twitter. I'm at Rotozadroik. Good luck on your bets. Have fun watching the Premier League this weekend. Also Friday. Uh, with that Chelsea match, uh, that one might be the most intriguing just to see yeah. what their lineup actually looks like, uh, because that's that's the question on on everyone's mind at this point following their transfers. But, Chris, I think you've had a few plus weeks in a row, and um, I, I got to get back there. But we're going for five straight with our team parlay. So we are. The parlay is back up big, up 600 bucks on – on a few here and there's four straight so if you believe in us maybe that's the place to go i smell five straight but <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping good so good look on your bets we'll uh, we'll see everyone next week if you want dfs content we will have some videos uh ahead of the matches this weekend as well but see everyone next week this has been kits and wagers thank you chris thanks adam